I'm talking about the prayer of Jabez this morning. Um, And before we get to that, I'd like to get you to imagine something. So if you could please try and imagine that we are in a cemetery and we're walking through that cemetery and we're looking at gravestones. Not a particularly cheery uh, thing to imagine, but can you imagine it? And you're looking at each gravestone, it's got the name of a person on it, uh, the dates that they were alive and died, maybe who they were married to, maybe who their children were. Name after name after name, uh, hundreds of these gravestones. The reason I want you to imagine that is because that's a little bit like um, the part of the Bible I've been given to talk about this morning. (laughs) Thanks very much, everybody. Uh, One Chronicles. It's a, a chronicle of names of people, name after name after name. If you've got your Bible, open up to One Chronicles and just flick through the first nine chapters, what you'll find is just a long list of names. Um, I didn't count them, but I'm reliably told it's about 850 names. And then, in the midst of all these gravestones with hardly any detail on, you then get one with this incredible epitaph on it. I'm going to read you what's on this one gravestone about this guy called Jabez. It's from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, 9 to 10. Jabez was more honourable than his brother. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. We're doing a a series of uh, talks at the moment. Uh, Minor characters, major impact. Minor story, major impact. Well, this is really minor, isn't it? Uh, This is all you get about Jabez. Two lines, that's it. That's his entire um, reference point from the Bible. But against everything else in those first nine chapters of uh, 1 Chronicles, this is quite a significant difference. There's really quite a lot here, would you believe? Jabez, his name means pain. Uh, My name is Andy, Andrew, uh, which means strong. Uh, I've got three children, Holly, Riley Riley and Isla. Uh, I'm a teacher. I think I've taught several thousand children now. Uh, I've never come across one called pain. It's quite a tough name to be given, isn't it? You can imagine mum in the garden. Oi, pain! Back you come. Um... It's quite a bold choice for a name, isn't it? Um, the Bible scholars think that they would have chosen pain because he was born uh, with great pain and great struggle. Uh, but also in those days, names were really important 
and prophetic. And so his mum's basically saying, you've caused me pain, you are a pain, you're going to be a pain. So that's part of what we find out here. We've got a prediction of pain. Um, But not so in terms of the prayer. It says that Jabez defies all the odds. You know, in this graveyard of stones where nothing's really said about all these people, this one says he was more honourable than his brothers. He did have a life which was honourable, that defied the odds, defied the predictions made about him. He was extraordinary. So much so that actually you can still find his prayer for sale on Etsy (laughs) 2,500 years later. I mean, how many people can say that? You know, 2,500 years later, we'll still be talking about this person. Um, A very highly honoured person who spoke this incredible prayer. So it's definitely worth us going through it uh, line by line. The first thing that Jabez asks for is blessing. That you would bless me. Jabez knows that blessings come from God. All good things come from God. And we all want to be blessed, don't we? We all want to have a blessed life. We want to be happy. We want our children to be happy. We want to be blessed. So like Jabez, we need to recognise where that blessing comes from. That you would bless me. I don't know what blessings you're looking for this morning. But certainly the prayer that Jabez is saying is not just about material blessings. It's looking for spiritual blessings as well, as I know many of you will be. Maybe a richer set of relationships. Maybe peace of mind. Maybe healing from something. Maybe you're fearful of something. Uh, Jesus taught us it's okay to say a prayer for things that you need. Give us this day our daily bread. But before you get to that line in the Lord's Prayer, Jesus tells us that we need to pray other things. Our Father who art in heaven, so put your eyes towards God. Hallowed be thy name. Let's praise his name. Let's get our focus on him. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And this prayer is a bit like that. It's asking for blessing, but it's looking at God first, where those things are going to come from. I've really enjoyed the worship this morning, singing lots of songs that reminded me of my uh, childhood. There was a song that we, that we used to sing at South Green that named all the uh, fruits of the Spirit. I'm looking at you guys because obviously we were there together. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Uh, it was a good song because it helped me to learn uh, that those fruits of the Spirit. Those are the things that we can be praying for if we're asking God to bless us. That you would bless me. I'm sure you will want to be blessed. So two things there, that you would bless me. Let's look to God. 
and see what he would want to bless us with. And then let's think about the kinds of things he would want us to be praying for. The next line is, enlarge my territory. Now again, according to the biblical scholars here, Jabez is not just talking about enlarging his territory, having a bigger garden, having more land, although it could have had that meaning. It's really about a spiritual territory, about the, the size of the impact that he wants to have for God. It could be translated according to Charles Swindle, enlarge the territory of my heart. Um, I was thinking about prayers that I've said over the years that have connected with uh, my life. Um, I really found my way when I came to Essex to train to be a teacher. I had a bit of an up and down childhood and youth, sort of trying to find my way. Um, But it really started to come together when I came to Brentwood to train to be a teacher. I really found that my prayers started to be answered at this point. I found sort of who I was supposed to be. And I was very happy in the early stages of training to be a teacher to take individual children out of class and sit with them and help them to read. Then I quite liked it when I was given a group and I'd take a group out of class. And then after four years of training, I really wanted to have my own class and be in charge of my own class, sort of enlarge my territory, enlarge the influence I had. And I was quite happy having that influence for the first year. And then in my second year, I became the head of a department. And I was head of a a, a subject in the school. And my territory sort of increased. And I was basically quite happy as a class teacher. And then God started to really take over. I never wanted to be a head teacher. And yet my prayer was always, I want to serve you. I want to do what you want. And it became obvious that God wanted me to be a head teacher of a primary school. And I was quite overwhelmed by that. So I did that for quite a while, getting used to that idea. And then God had this other idea that I would start a a school, which I never wanted to do. I never set out wanting to do that. I never had that ambition. But when you start to pray that God, God enlarge my territory, enlarge my influence... There's always that risk he's going to take you up on that. And so these are exciting prayers that we can pray. Enlarge my territory. I am not an ambitious person. I never wanted to be a secondary head teacher. I never wanted to have a school of a thousand students under my care. It makes me feel a bit sick, actually, quite a lot of the time. Quite a responsibility. But with God's help, the territory has been enlarged. I wonder what would happen... For you, if you were to pray that prayer. This is where I was going to mention the rooftop and this idea that Dens had. He takes people up to the highest point he can find in their town and then gets them to look over the town. And he asks us to try and see the town through God's eyes, to join Jesus in his mission, to look at what Jesus is doing out there, where Jesus would be, out in the town. When I first got involved in Rooftop, days before Den asked me to get involved, for some reason which I've never understood, I drove to the top of the multi-storey car park in Brentwood. 
It's just really weird. I got into the car park and thought, I know, I'll drive right to the top. And I just kept driving, even though I was going past loads of empty spaces. I wanted to get to the top. And then I wanted to look out of the car park over Brentwood into the town where I work. There's something about it, just looking at the town, looking down at it. And it was amazing. And a couple of days later, Den told me about this thing he's doing with church leaders where he gets them to look over the town and to see what God's doing. I challenge you to try and do that. Try and get some sort of perspective. Um, you could use this thing called Google Maps and look down that way. Looking down and asking God what he's doing, where he's working in the town and asking him to enlarge the territory of your heart. If you're interested in Rooftop, then do Google that um, and find out more about what Den is doing and what, what's happening with churches across the world. The next thing Jabez says is, let your hand be with me. I love this uh, Michelangelo picture where the, the hand of God is touching Adam. I just think it's full of power. Immense power coming from God. You're saying a prayer, you're going to want God on your side. That sense of fear I have in the pit of my stomach every time I drive to work, I want God on my side. Let your hand be with me. That sense of power being on your side. God is on your team. Also, if a hand is with you, that hand is going to be guiding you. I haven't been able to shake off the idea of that Jet 2 Holidays advert this week. You know that one? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? And that hand sort of pulling whoever it is on the end of it into the swimming pool, onto the water sports, out for an adventurous restaurant. God is going to take us by his hand and lead us um, into this new territory. We've got power. We've got that guiding The other thing that's been on my mind, this idea of God's hand being with us, that may be something for you, is that God is choosing you. He's putting his hand on you. And that, for me, has always been a really special thing. My life verse had this idea a while ago that I should find a verse in the Bible which is really mine, I read it in a book and I thought, I've got to try and do this. The verse that has come to me is John 15, 16, 17. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to bear fruit, fruit that will last. And this is my command. Whatever you ask for in my name, I will give to you. Uh, God's putting his hand on you. Let your hand be with me. Choose me. That may be something that's for some of you this morning. I also thought this could really be for some of you this morning as well when I was preparing. The next thing Jabez says in this prayer, and not letting you feel like you can enlarge your territory, not letting you feel like you can be everything God wants you to be because there's something that feels like it's your own personal problem and I think God would want to release you from that 
And he'd want to do it through prayer, through praying like Jabez. The next line is, God granted what he asked. God granted what he asked. And therefore his prayer's worth looking at. Let's see if we can pray like Jabez. Let's go through those things that I've said again. Firstly, what does it say? Oh, that you would bless me. We need to recognise who God is, that he's the source of all blessings. We need to really get to know God, whether that's through reading the Bible, really reading it so we can draw on it, through worship. I was reflecting as we were singing this morning, John, how important worship songs have been to me through my life. Words of songs that come to me, that I sing to myself when I recognise who God is, who that source of blessing is. Approaching him with the right heart, praying for the right things, can only come by really knowing him. It says in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. So step one, be still. Recognise who God is. Step two, come in confidence like Jabez. Come with the right attitude The next part of the prayer was, enlarge my territory. Once we know who God really is, what he's capable of, what his role is in our lives, we can come with confidence, asking for big things, asking for a big impact. And remember, these things can start very small. I have here in my pocket a packet of seeds. I'm a member of the RHS. I'm sure some of you are as well. Have you ever done their um, RHS seed scheme? They take seeds from the actual RHS gardens, the beautiful gardens, and then they send them to their members so that we can then grow those beautiful plants in our own gardens. These tiny, tiny seeds might grow to be some of those beautiful plants I see in those RHS gardens. Isn't that an incredible idea that that RHS garden might enlarge its territory into my own garden? Tiny seeds of things that we might be praying for that God might take and do something with. I started with taking that one child out for reading and now look at how large that territory has become. And the last thing, step three, is to remember the source Let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. Let God take the lead. Think about where it comes from. Uh, When I was doing my geography A-level, we did one of those field trips where we went to the actual source of a stream. We saw it bubbling up out of the, the rocks and then we traced it all the way down We stopped at different points as you saw it get bigger and bigger and bigger and rush through. Don't forget the source where it all comes from. When people say to me, oh, Andy, isn't it amazing you've started your own school? Isn't that incredible that you've done that? I always, always sidestep it and say, it's literally not me. It's not me. Stop looking at me. It's him. I have no ability to have done this. Don't get caught up in whatever 
those good things are that can happen in your life, keep your eyes fixed on the source where it came from. So I'd like to finish by going back to that graveyard. Walking past those different stones, and you come to that stone with the Jabez prayer on it. Marvellous. How inspirational. Hats off to Jabez two and a half thousand years ago. What a life you lived that God would want to record that. But then keep walking past, keep walking. And then we find another gravestone, a blank one. Now, I'm sorry, but this is a bit morbid as well. This is your gravestone. And then you go into the chapel and you realise you're at your funeral. What are people saying about you? What are your family saying about you? What are your friends from church saying about you? What are your work colleagues saying about you? This is an exercise that Stephen Covey recommends people do in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says you should begin with the end in mind. I think we should pray with the end in mind. It's not a comfortable thing to do, but have a, do, do that. Have a think. What would you want people to be saying? What would you want written on that blank gravestone let's pray Lord God help us to be like Jabez and recognise who you really are help us gain the right attitude when we pray help us to conquer our fears and pain Do great things in us. Grow spiritual fruit in us. For those of us facing great trials and discouragements ourselves, may we learn to look to you and grasp what you can do in us. Please lead us every step of the way into a larger territory. Amen.